Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. Each episode, we start with a question and see where it takes us. This week's question is, what if you don't? One of the things that causes my brain to get a little excited um, in my disturber uh, nature as a consultant sometimes is when someone says, well, I have to do this. And my brain goes, oh, what if you don't? What happens when we take the things that we feel like we have to do? And we often use that language, that language of obligation. I have to do this thing. I will often ask, well, what if you don't? And the answers to that become very revealing. Uh, and they're often things that we have been doing so long that we've just completely forgotten about why we started doing them in the first place and what value they're adding now. And so I find it very interesting to start to ask. And you have to ask respectfully uh, and from a place of genuine curiosity, right? But like, what if, what if you didn't do the thing that you have to? What, what would happen? And I think one of the most common places where I see that happening is um, when there's some sort of crisis or some sort of pain point or some sort of dysfunction happening. And so we know that like what should happen, it, you know, like the way that we should be sharing power or the people we should be having conversations with or that should go through that particular team is the thing that it should do. And that's not working. And so I have to fix it. I have to triage it. I have to find a workaround. I have to act on it. And usually that means exerting power that's not actually authorized power within the system. So you're doing a workaround of the system. You're taking what power you have and using it in a way that you're really not authorized because I have to. When what you're doing, I mean, yes, sometimes you do have to, sometimes there is a crisis that the thing will die, it, like you really do have to. But a lot of the time to use that triage metaphor, what you're doing is stopping the bleeding so that nobody else has to see it. When if you actually would let it bleed, not die, but bleed, <laughs> that, that, that sort of pain and that really visible like, this isn't working, becomes evident and then as a system, everybody kind of goes, oh, we better figure out how to fix that thing. And so very often, what if I don't is, well, if I don't, then the problem will be revealed. The challenge that many of us who, uh, who are helpful by nature, um, run into is that oftentimes we start doing things when we notice that there's a problem and we want to help. And we don't recognize that by doing that, we are contributing to the continuation of the problem. You're talking about workarounds, you know, in systems. And every time you do something like that, every time you, you hide the fact that the system is not addressing whatever it's supposed to be addressing, that you are now guaranteeing that the system is not going to get fixed. Uh, that's the real problem with workarounds is that, yeah, as you said, you are hiding the problem and it can feel horrible to not hide the problem, right? To, as, to use your metaphor, to let it bleed. Um, and it's why one of the things that I have done a lot in organizations where 
where we're working on systemic issues. And of course, as soon as we go in, we discover all of the workarounds, you know, that that are are allowing things to function as they can, that, that nobody wants to continue to do, and they feel like they have to. And whenever I ask questions about it, it's like, well, if I did this, then that would cause, you know, it would cause this pain, right? And I always tell them, you're not causing the problem. You're revealing that it's there. You're creating an opportunity now for the group, for the system, for the organization to go, oh, we thought that this was being handled by formal processes, by a good way of working. They're just, the, the larger group is not aware. And that can be very, very, very painful and frustrating at first. But when a, when a group gets good at that, when we stop hiding problems, we can develop the ability to actually address these things to make things function well again. Yeah. And I think, you know, there is some discernment here. I mean, you know, in the last 12 hours of a deadline on a six month project, yeah, triage away, like get the thing through and meet the deadline. And then hopefully there's a retrospective of some sort where you're looking back and saying, how'd that go? And it, that's the point to say, so I was doing a lot of triaging. I did a bunch of stuff that I wasn't really authorized to do, or I did a bunch of stuff that wasn't really my job, or I did, you know, like mm -hmm. I did a bunch of stuff that wasn't ideal. It got us through. How do we avoid me having to be in that position or the team being in that position going forward? Um, but then the the trick is to not sort of make that excuse for yourself, like to sort of check in, like, is this a time when really triage is the way to go? Like we just got to get to whatever it is. And I think one of the sort of measures of that is, can I define the point at which I am going to tell this story? Like, are we just getting through to this goal, this deadline, this thing? And, and I know that in the fairly near future, we're going to go back and unwind this and say, Let's look at what really worked or what didn't work. If this is an ongoing thing that you just keep doing, um, odds are it's doing more harm than than actually doing good in the long run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is where you get into the domain of things like psychological safety, where you actually need people to feel safe enough to bring up problems like that, that when they when there isn't enough safety in the environment, people will hide problems. They will create workarounds and it contributes to this sort of happening even more. And yeah, you have to recognize when is the right thing to do to stop the line, right? To just say, hold up everybody, we got this problem and we keep patching over it. Let's actually stop and address it. And when is it the right time to say, I'm gonna deal with this situation and then once we're on the other side of whatever this deadline or this important thing is, flag that conversation and come back and say, so y'all probably didn't know, but this is what's going on. And I think we really need to, we needed to address this. We need to come back around, around to this. And then the other corollary to that is sometimes it's not going to work for you to say it, or you have said it and it didn't get heard. And that's when you really just got to let things go cockeyed. Just, just, let whatever bad things are going to happen, happen. Because what's happening is when you do the workaround, you're taking ownership of a thing that mm -hmm. actually rightfully belongs to the group. And since you take ownership of it, the group doesn't. And, and not only do they not take ownership of the work, they don't take ownership of the problem. Mm -hmm. And so by letting everybody sort of sit in the problem, you know, there'll come this point of, 
well, how come you didn't do the thing? There's this, this image that's actually housekeeping, but there's a, a story of a, a woman who is, you know, she's at home and her husband gets home and he comes in and there's like toys all over the place and he's tripping on stuff. And he's like, you know, can hardly even find her. And he finally finds her like sitting in her room and reading a book. And he's like, what happened here today? And she said, well, you know, when you come home every day and you say, what have you been doing all day? Yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> and so the way that he recognizes, oh, there's all this stuff I wasn't even seeing mm -hmm. is that, you know, she lets him see it. And I think in the same way, people who are, sometimes it is my job to go around and clean up and do all of that. But if I'm doing a bunch of stuff that really isn't my job, isn't the best use of my resources, should belong to other people, letting it be not done and it's messy and somebody comes in and trips over the toys for a while, then, then they're like, well, why are, you know, why is this mess happening? Oh yeah, because I didn't do that thing this time. <laughs> like, why is that happening? Well, and there's the real uh, possibility for learning there, right? That those things just kind of evolve over the over time. When there's a thing that we naturally do, we picked it up. Sometimes it's a workaround. Sometimes it's an actual role that we're in that we've chosen to step in for to a little while. Over time, the situation changes, and it can be really useful to come back and reevaluate and revealing what all you're doing uh, by by not doing it occasionally. Sometimes I like to give people warning. But it like allows the, the, the group and the system to sort of say like, hold on, is this how we want to allocate tasks and roles and things like that? Is there a different way? Is there time to readjust it? And if we hold on to the thing we've always done for, for long enough, one, we just get, we can get sick of it, right? We just be like, I have to do this and I don't want to. And, but we feel like we have to because it, we know it's an important thing that needs to get done. And so we can't give it up. So we're in that double bind of, we don't want to do it. We're probably not doing it very well because we're sick of it. And we know it needs to get done so we can't let go of it. And getting out of that trap Right, is is really sort of what's behind that idea of like, what happens if you don't? How can you find a way to not? How can you find a way to reveal to the larger group what's actually happening here? Uh, either how this has changed over time or how it's never worked, <laughs> right? How there's a hole in the system. Revealing that and then letting the whole group go, okay, so this is not your problem. This is our problem. What do we want to do about it? I think that wraps it up. And <laughs> we'll do it for us today. Until next time, I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. This has been Employing Differences.